Xbox answer to your aggravation. The Joy Network. Now. The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions, using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. All right, welcome to the show, Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with me. If you want to join the show, we're up on YouTube. Well, we're up on Twitter. No, we're not. We're up on Instagram and Facebook today. Okay? So you can go out and catch the show there. Also, go out to the website, joinetradio.com, and download the latest well, download the app, and that way you can uh, carry us everywhere you go. And if you miss any part of the show, uh, we'll upload the podcast, and you go out and check out the podcast as well. I will tell you, I did not upload yesterday. To be totally honest, it slipped my mind. Um, there have been some changes going on in my life, so I've been really, really busy the last couple of days. So uh, I, w- I promise you I will get both yesterday and today's show up uh, for you all to listen to uh, if you want to go ahead and download it. I also want to remind you that you can also make a donation if you're out listening to the podcast. Just go out and, uh, yeah, make a donation, man. You know what I'm saying? Help a black man out. Uh, so we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. I think we're going to play a little bit of Dr. Ivan Van Sertema, I promise you. we got about 15 minutes to go in that piece. So we'll probably play that for black facts, but we've got so many black facts. It's amazing. Now, once you begin to realize just how much, how many contributions black people made to America, you begin to realize, man, there are a whole lot of black facts out there. Uh, so we've got some more. But I want to finish this thing with Dr. Ivan Van Sertema. And that's by design because... Okay, that's by design because you got to know where you came from. You know what I'm saying? And I love the fact of how he breaks it down for you so you will know who you are and where you came from. And don't believe the myth that has been floating around that black people did nothing for America. In fact, we discovered America, and that's just the bottom line on that. Okay. Uh, Robert Webb, my co-host, will be here in just a moment. We'll talk to him to see what's going on as well. Uh, so, well, well, speak of the devil. Hola, Roberto. What up, black man? Como esta? What up, black man? What uh, up, black man? What up, black How you doing? Not as good as you, man. You've been co-opted. Boy, I'm, I'm running around with a chicken with my head cut off. I'm going to tell you right now. I got to get stuff organized, but... And then having network issues at the other place. When you got network issues, it ain't fun. Trust me. 
So that's what I've been troubleshooting all morning this morning. So it's it's been kind of crazy. I'm I'm back in the IT. What have I done to myself? You know, so it's it's crazy. But anyway, Dave has went to the dark side. Mm, well, uh, I kind of had no choice, but those things happen that way sometimes. So I'll tell you what we're going to do. Let's go ahead and do Black Facts. We're going to play a little bit more of Dr. Ivan Van Sertema. That'll give me, I'll be honest, that'll give me a, a moment to get my bearings. Uh, and then we'll come back and we'll get into some of the show. I certainly want to talk about, um, are you going to send your kid to school this fall? I, I'm curious, are you? Are you taking a chance? We're going to talk about that today. And also, uh, there's a family feud going on in the White House. And boy, the little niece, she ain't taking no prisoners, bro. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh Donald Trump's niece. Mm-hmm. Oh, she ain't taking no prisoners, bro. What'd she say? Oh. She cut her uncle up? Oh, sliced him and diced him and served him up on a platter. Ooh. We'll no. talk about that a little bit. I didn't hear about that. Oh uh, yeah, this is. I don't the, follow Trump news though, so. Yeah, well, you can't admit you, you got it. We got to talk about that a little bit as well, and we got some other stuff we'll get into today as well. Um, uh, we'll oh, the qualified immunity thing. Oh yeah, we're gonna talk about that today. Oh okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My well, I guess uh, you didn't do your research. Huh? We can talk about it. Oh, I'm you always one hundred. Mm, I'm always one hundred. Okay, that that tells me all I need to know. I'm always okay. one hundred. You 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 my dog. Always, baby. You know, Y'all you, can't play hey, with me. You my best turd. I wouldn't poop you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I like uh, that one. I like that. All one. right, so let's go ahead and do our black facts, and we'll be. And this is going to be an audio black fact. It'll be about ten minutes, uh, and then we'll be back in a moment. Dynamic black facts: our culture, our history, our people. If you think that this is a fake, I have both before me. I have the Mi'kmaq and I have the Egyptian. You are so acquainted with the Mi'kmaq. Show me which is which. I don't want to be drawn in that, he said. But the audience, they really embarrassed him. They said, show him. Show him. Show him which is the fake. Didn't dare do it. Didn't dare do it. There's so many, and, and it is true that in scripts you can have occasional parallels because there's a limit to human science, but these things were for arbitrary things. Very complex markings for arbitrary things. And there was no question of correspondence. Correspondence so remarkable, so plentiful that there was no question, no statistical possibility of accident or fluke or coincidence. You go to Elvia John in the Almic world and there is paper made from wood pulp. Nowhere in America were they making paper from wood pulp. Nowhere in the world. Except in Egypt at that time, where both the papyrus and the wood pulp was making paper. It was done in China later. It appears in the Olmec world. Isolated incident that appears in the Olmec world. You go and look at their other aspects of their technology. Professor Heiser, who had attacked this thesis all his life, in the last three years of his life, he was converted. Do you know what he did? He stopped publishing. He started writing things in favor of the Egyptian thesis, but he didn't publish it. It is now in the Smithsonian, his posthumous files. 
There is where we have found that Heiser showed that the heavy transport techniques the Native Americans were using in the swamps were identical with Egyptian heavy transport techniques. All of us marvel at Egyptians, how they move those incredible stones, taking 50-ton capstones and putting it at the top of their skyscrapers without being a fraction of an inch off. And these guys are suddenly, people, they were marvelous at sculpture, yes, but they're suddenly making these colossal things which they never made before. Making it out of this incredible basin stone, one block of stone. Some of them close to 40 tons in weight, bringing them down from the quarries to their platforms and building them up with the same skill and ingenuity, technological ingenuity of the Egyptians when they hadn't been done doing it before. How come? How come when we go to the Middle Americans and study the way they have, the, not, not the exact proportions because individual pyramids change, but they have so many things in their mathematics that are close as the man who has recently done, um, Peter Tompkins, who has done studies of the Mexican pyramids and the Egyptian pyramids, so the correspondences, the structural correspondences, even spite of superficial difference. And when we come to ritual, that is the most astonishing thing, and I must give great credit to Jairaz Boy for what he's done in ritual. Jairaz Boy showed several gods of the Egyptian that are identical with the American. There is the god Sokar, he is standing there and he has open arms, outstretched arms, and he has wings on his arms and he's standing on the back of a snake and the snake has a, a head at the head and a head at the tail. You go to Mexico and there is this man, this God standing there with arms outstretched, wings on his arms, standing on a snake with a head at the head and a head at the tail. How come? The God Aken, he pointed to the double rope swallowing God, identical faceless Aken with the double, swallowing the double rope there in Mexico in the Olmec world. He shows feathered sun shades, three, made of three concentric circles, three colors. These are very detailed things. These are very complex correspondences. They're not flukes. And there you find the same thing duplicated. The double crown. Who wears the double crown in all the world except the Egyptians who united the north and south, for whom there was a political necessity to have a double crown, the red and the white crown. And there among the Olmec, we found two examples of it now, chief dignitaries bearing a double crown. The flail, the crook, you find it in the Olmec dignitaries as among the Egyptians. The use of purple, we have found the codex, a codex is recent, not our codex showing pictures of black-skinned as well as red-skinned kings in ancient America. And you look at the nobility, you look at the women, you look at the kings and the priest-kings, and you find purple as a, as a symbol, as a signal of their index of their rank, just like among the Egyptians. And there's recently been done a study in purple, the Phoenician thing about purple, their search for purple because purple was sacred among the Egyptians. It is emblematic of the power of the gods. And the Phoenicians, in their travels, exhausted most of the purple supplies in the Mediterranean. There is another suggestion of why they should have come to the Americas for this purpose. You look at other ritual scenes. The human-headed bird, Ba, is found in Mexico. 
a bird with a human head. This is in Egypt and on the Egyptian tombs and they have a little hole in the tomb with the bird to fly out. You see it duplicated in America. Nowhere else, all these correspondences. How come, how can you explain that these things were not happening before they have no antecedent? They are complex. They are not just single traits. They are a complex of interlocking parallels. Why should we believe that it took Columbus who stumbled into the Caribbean, which he called Asia. Do you know Columbus called America India? It wasn't called America, it was called India. That is why we're still calling the Americans Indians. He still called the Native Americans Indians. Columbus had a right theory, which in fact was not new. The Arabs and Africans knew the world was wrong. You look at the globes that Africans used and Arabs used to teach geography. They were all wrong. So only Europeans believed the world was flat until some of their geniuses were persecuted, proving that it was wrong. That's a fact. You look at the maps, those early maps. You look at the early globes that were used in geography. But the thing, and you find it in Arabic documents in the Moorish period, there was assumption all through that Moorish period that the world was wrong. Columbus wasn't new about that. He was right, theoretically, if the world is wrong, you could go far to the west and end up in the east. What he didn't know is that you would need an airplane to do it, not the Santa Maria. So the Santa Maria collided, collided with another continent, and he assumed, do you know that even though Columbus doubted that position, you know what he did? He sent his notary, Fernando Pires de Luna, among the ships and got every man to sign a document that he was off the continent of Asia. He couldn't take any chances. They spent a lot of money sending him out. He had to find India. He had to find the treasures of Marco Polo, come what may. And he got them to sign a document and he threatened them. If any man were to say they didn't go to the continent of Asia or they were not off the continent of Asia, if there were officers, they would be fined 500 Maravedi, several months' salary. And if there were common sailors, they would be given 100 lashes and have their tongues cut out. Keep listening to Black Focus Radio for more dynamic black facts, our culture, our history, our people on joinnetradio.com. And if you would like to sponsor Dynamic Black Facts, you can call me up at 615 554 zero five six eight uh it's getting about that time to do some advertising so uh you all need to get ready you know christmas is around the corner and i know y'all gonna be spending money for the white santa so we gotta make sure that people know where you are i'm just saying just hate i'm just saying you just hate by the way that was dr ivan van sertima we're running a series by him uh we have about we have about 13 minutes to go on this. We'll, we'll complete it tomorrow. And it's, uh, he's talking about his book, They Came Before Columbus. Uh, and yeah, I know it's breaking y'all down. You know, did you hear that part where he was talking about those stones? You know, those stones cut to precise measurements like they are in Egypt, but they were in America. Did y'all hear that part? You know, it wasn't like they brought them over here. That means that someone from Egypt had to know how to do that 
for them to make those same types of pyramids in Central and North America. And by the way, did you know there are multiple pyramids around North America as well? There's actually one in St. Louis. Did you know that? I did. Yeah. There are, there are multiple pyramids around the world uh, that are in, in shapes of three. And they hadn't figured out why that is. What it really is that Egyptians and, and, and Phoenicians and, and Malians and Ghanaians all traveled to various parts of the world, started building their temples, which were the pyramids, in those areas that they traveled to. Okay. So, great, great book. It's They Came Before Columbus. It debunks any, any question that black people were here on this continent long before white people ever. You heard him talking about Christopher Columbus. Columbus thought they went in India. And he made, he, he made his sailors swear that they had all visited India when they had not. Hmm, more lying about him, huh? Guess it's in their DNA. <clears throat> oh, you're crushing. <laughs> anyway. You are crushing. Look, I'm going to tell you like this, folks. If you are part of the reason I went out and started doing that research because I was trying to decide whether or not I wanted to be Christian a Muslim and I'm telling you I am so glad I did the research because you know what I came up with what's that I don't want to be neither Dave you can't do that on our show man I, I'm, I'm being real this is about me I don't want to be after my research you can't be putting down religion I'm not putting down religion our listeners love God and don't you do this okay um, don't do this don't be so don't so be that, an atheist on the show I, today. I'm not an atheist I am, don't I, be agnostic I'm not agnostic either I, don't I, be, I am a don't be anti-Jesus day. I, I follow the principles of my don't be anti-Jesus where did you day. where do you think Jesus came from don't be anti-Jesus. Where do you think Jesus came from? Don't be anti-Jay. Where, where, what were we worshiping before Jesus? Robert Webb. There you go. <laughs> Stop it, man. Go ahead. Stop texting me. Stop texting me. I'm only kidding. Y'all know it's kidding. Stop. I'm just saying. Just, just go out and do the research. It will open your eyes. It really is. Because I always used to ask the question, how is it that you can talk about the Bible and you don't know anything about the people? Yeah, that makes sense. You get that, right? Yeah, a lot of people don't know anything about you the don't Bible. Know but they, just know, they just know about God. Right. You and don't if know I, anything believe, about those people. Yeah. Right. You don't know anything of how they lived. And there are all kinds of clues in the Bible as far as who those people were. I saw an interesting post a while back uh, when they were doing some of the marches. And there was a white lady who had a, who had a banner who said, there are no white people in the Bible. Right. Get over yourself. This was a white woman because she's right. There, are, there aren't any. Well, that, until the, until, white. Until, you seen the pictures, Dave. He was white. You talking about the pictures in your grandmama's house? My grandma never had a picture of Jesus in her house. Mm, okay. But, but he was white, Dave. No. Sorry. He was white, Dave. Jesus was white. No. He's white. Nope. Sorry. Sorry, he isn't. But anyway, go out and read the book. Uh, it is a great, great book. As I said last week, it is a very easy read. It is not. It is not inundated with textology and things of that nature that you what don't Fahim understand. What Fahim? What Fahim? You know. What Fahim? Fahim. Fahim is online. Let me go look. You, know, you better be online. You know, he's online. 
you know, I'm just saying, go out and uh, read the book. It will open your eyes. Uh, it'll open your eyes because what he talks about is even before, even be, I mean, history before any of that religion came into play, whether it was Buddhism, whether it was uh, Islam, whether it was Christianity, this book predates all of that information. So it's a great, great book. Uh, go out and check it out uh, as well. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today, of course. Uh, I guess I guess our um, um, our uh, qualified immunity argument has been is over. Why is that? Somebody relented? I didn't. <sighs> I didn't relent. Did somebody relent? You know, I'm just waiting. You can bang your head on the wall all you I'm, want. I'm just waiting to hear. You can bang your head on the wall all you want. So y'all giving up? Is that what y'all telling me? Oh no, we we uh, we stand by. You the one uh, ended the show perplexed. I'm ready whenever y'all are. You know. So we'll talk a little bit more about qualified immunity. I'm ready whenever y'all are. Y'all want? You know, I know y'all want to put this off as long as y'all can. So y'all and, do that. So y'all do some more homework. And we'll also talk about. Don't the, ever come for me, dog. Don't ever come for me. Don't ever come for me. <laughs> Y'all gonna learn like City Hall learned. Don't come for me, dog. Mm-hmm. It's not good to come for Webb. Okay. I always come prepared. Don't come for me. Okay. Don't come for me, dog. Okay. You you done? Yeah, I'll let y'all have a minute. You done? Yeah, you and Fahim go ahead. For so a so we'll talk a little bit about qualified immunity. We'll also uh uh we'll also ask you the question whether or not you're gonna send your children to school this in a couple of weeks, in about about three weeks. You're going to send them to school, and I'm going to tell you you're a damn fool. I'm going to be totally honest with you. And also, remember we talked yesterday about the bird watcher uh, who got the police called on uh, him because he was watching birds? Well, guess what he's doing now? Robert. What's he doing now? He's not cooperating with the investigation. Why? Why ever not? So think about it from this perspective. To show you, see, this is why I told y'all, y'all are much more perfect than I am, okay? Because if she got arrested, I'd be the first knocking on the police's door saying, hey, this is what happened. But he's refusing to quali- uh, participate with the investigation. Wow. Good question. Good question. Oh, you know, you know, what, you know what it probably is. He, he's a Christian, and he's forgiven her. No, I doubt that's it. You know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying because I can't forgive y'all. His name was Christian Cooper. I doubt okay. that's it, Dave. I really think what it is, okay. your brother man knows how this system works, and he knows if he gets up in that room, boy, they're going to figure out a way to make him be the, make him be the criminal by the time they finish. I don't blame the brother. You got the video. You don't need to hear nothing from me. You got the call. You got the video. You don't need nothing else. You, you have to face your accuser. Okay. I she what, what, what? Okay. Here's what he said. No, no, no. Hold on, player. No, 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 no. She called the police. Right. She made the false report. Right. He ain't her accuser. The police department is her accuser. Okay. He ain't her accuser. He ain't called nobody. Well, he's a critical witness. He ain't even a critical witness. You got a damn video, dude. You got a video. You don't need nothing else. You got a video, and you got the 911 tape. You got the video of her saying, this dude is attacking me. And you got somebody recorded as she said into the phone, somebody is attacking me. What else do you need? What else, man? 
Why are you screaming? I wouldn't that? go either. Cause you know what? You know why I wouldn't go? Cause that's some bull. I wouldn't go. Cause let me tell you something. The reason you asking right. me to come is cause you want to twist this thing. No, I ain't showing up. Hell come with y'all. Come on, y- Robert. Y'all got no. the video. Y'all don't need nothing else. Okay, can I finish the story? No, nah, hell no. Nah. You ain't finna talk about that. Chris, I'm not gonna let you talk about this. Because it's crazy. Just, you gotta hear what he's saying. Right, go you gotta hear what he's saying, okay. He uh on Tuesday that Amy he told the New York Times on Tuesday that Amy Cooper has suffered enough since the May encounter oh, that destroyed her career oh, and God. reputation. Oh damn. Oh damn. You still feel that oh, way, I'm Dad? I'm gonna be sick. Oh, I'm oh, be, oh come oh, on. I'm be sick. No, what were you saying? Just, just oh, less than I'm six. Be sick. Come on, no, come on. Oh, I'm come on, be sick. no. You can't be sick. Where, oh, I'm where's be that sick. animation that you were you were exhibiting just oh, a few minutes I'm be ago? Sick. Where is it? Come oh, I'm on. Be sick. Uh huh. See, I was just waiting because see, oh, I'm, I'm, be say, I'm sitting over saying myself, Robert is really about to oh, make a fool of himself. I'm gonna be sick. I kept saying he he really needs to. Oh, not, not pay attention to that. Oh, but, I'm gonna be sick. But see, here's the thing. She been through so much. We just wants to spare her just a little bit more. That's what she going through is wrong. Mm-hmm. Considering I could have been killed by the police. Yeah. But you know what? She done suffered mm-hmm. enough. He's such a good black man. It's too bad. It's too bad. Them white folks didn't feel like your ancestors had suffered enough. You mother. Man, I don't know what I'm done. Oh, you done, I'm done. You just done changed your tune all of I'm that. I'm done, man. All of a I'm sudden. Done. I'm done with y'all bougie Wait a minute. Girl. I'm done with y'all bougie nigga. Wait a minute. I'm done with you bougie Well, you know his name is Christian. I'm done. That's my son's name. I'm done with you bougie Negroes. You know, his I'm name done. is Christian. I'm done. Okay. I'm done with you bougie Negroes. Okay, here's, here's more. He says, on the one hand, she's already paid a steep price. What's she paid? Okay. That's not enough of a determinant. Of, of a deterrent to others so if the DA feels the need to pursue charges he should pursue charges but he can do it without me please tell them whatever you want Christian who is no relation responds so there you go there's your boy you know he doesn't realize how close he was to death because see when white people call the police on black men, they know up front, they know up front the potential is that that black man is going to be killed. They know that. All right? So for this <sighs> idiot, I see, I told you, see, I'm not perfect like y'all, Robert. These are your people, Dave. I'm sorry. I'm not perfect like y'all. I'm, I'm being honest. These are your people. I'm flawed. Dave. I'm vengeful. These are your people, Dave. Uh, I, I, I don't. I, I believe in forgiveness, but not without repentance. You know what I'm saying? So, no. I'd be up there in my three-piece suit. Yeah. I was out there watching the Molly Wop doo-waddle. That's a bird, by the way. And all of a sudden, she started tripping. Yes, she did. I'm done, Dave. Okay. I'm done. We can go home now. All of a sudden, she started. We can tripping. go home now. I'm done for the day. I can't so, do no more. I can't do no more. No, but you were defending dog a few minutes ago. I thought Christian was like, "Look, y'all need nothing because mm-hmm. y'all got the video, dude. Come on, mm-hmm. man. She's mm-hmm. been through enough. Sweet Jesus, you have taken her through far too much as it is. Okay. There's your boy. Woo! There's your boy. I'm I'm sick about it, and 
Y'all should be too. I, I done told y'all folks. I can't do nothing else with y'all, man. I can't do nothing with you bougie Negroes, you and Fahim. Mm. I can't do nothing else with y'all, man. Why you gonna why you I gotta turn you and Fahim loose, man. Why, I gotta turn I love you and Fahim, but I gotta turn y'all loose, man. Look, I got number love why, for you. Why you dogging dog? I gotta turn y'all loose. Why man. why you doing that? I love you for him, but I gotta turn y'all loose, man. I can't why? hang with you and Dave no more. Y'all too strong. Y'all too strong right now, man. Y'all too strong. We strong. Y'all too strong. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, I, I can't take no more of these black folks on my day for giving folk. You didn't see? Did I ever send you the man? Don't don't send me nothing. Don't send me nothing. You don't, don't want to see the it. video? Of no, the brother. No, brother jumping no. in to defend the sister. No, no, I already saw it. You, did you see yeah, it in I Louisville? It. Yeah, I don't want to see nothing. I like else. that. I like that. I did like that. I, did like I don't want to see nothing else. Why, Robert? Why are you? Because <sighs> man, I'm just, I'm just like, I'm just like, at did, some point, did, did Christian kind of, did he, did did he make your crest fall? Yeah, man, he really disappointed me, man. Mm-hmm. I was really expecting this brother to be like, you know, y'all got the videotape, mm-hmm. y'all got the trans, y'all got the tra- mm-hmm. uh, the uh, the. Uh, I can't even think. I can't even talk now. But y'all got all this information. I don't need enough for me. Mm-hmm. Y'all solid. Come on, well, man. Apparently not. <sighs> apparently Jeez. not. Oh, by the way, right remember Mary Kay Laterno? The chick that uh, chick that killed her kids, right? No, 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 no. This was the the white teacher in Seattle who basically raped a 14-year-old boy and became pregnant. Let me just not say raped. Uh, Basically, she did rape him. Uh, He was in the sixth grade when she got busy with him. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that? And she got pregnant. And the first time they didn't send her to jail and caught her again. yeah. And she ended up going to jail. I didn't know. She spent eight years in jail. When she got out, uh, in fact, she, she, she got with him again, got pregnant a second time, and had one of the babies in jail. And ended up, when she got out of jail, he marries her. But to make a long story short, she passed away apparently yesterday. Really? Which shocked me. 58 years old. She passed away, but um, she was one of the er- – see, see, I've been telling people for years, it ain't just the men that are sexually assaulting young, young students. Women do it too. The only difference is, is that society has this attitude that, oh, women are so sweet and docile that they would never do anything like that. And we're seeing since that case, we've seen multiple instances of women pursuing and sleeping with their younger students and kids under age, which is statutory rape. I've said over and over again that women have the same sexual drive as men, okay? They're just taught to control it a little differently than men. But they still sexually assault young males regardless of what y'all want to say. And Mary Kay Letourneau was one of those multiple women. And women will get away with it, too, because what do, what do guys do? They brag about it. Oh, man, I got this older woman, man. Yes, man, yeah. she turned me out, and I let yeah. her, man. Yeah. And don't realize you've been sexually assaulted, you know. So, but no, they don't. You can't, no, no, you can't sexually assault me if I'm willing. I am a willing participant. If you're not of age, hey, when you, I, you kid, can. When you, when you, we were in high school, man. We, we, we didn't, we, we didn't, we didn't. No, 
Okay, so what we talk, What else are we talking about? Who today? was your favorite teacher? Uh, uh-uh, uh, not doing this, not doing this. With you. Who was not your favorite, favorite teacher? No, no, no. Who was it? No. Was it Miss Impill? No. Uh, not having this conversation. Who was with it? you black? No. What? No. You, you want to tell us something? No. Huh? I do not. <laughs> I yeah, do not. I can always see in your eyes that there's something behind nope. you. You know? Nope. You Miss Future? Nope. It wasn't. Nope. What about Miss Baskins? Nope. Miss nope. ba- Baskins was my favorite. She was. She was nice. She was I, really I sweet. used to love me. She was Ms. a really Baskins. sweet lady. Everybody loved Miss Baskins. <sighs> she was a really sweet lady. With that little cute smile. Yeah. She's a really sweet lady. Flashbacks. You want to tell me, Miss Faison? No. I she loved was. all. I loved all the wonderful black teachers that worked at Central. I loved Miss Faison. I especially loved Miss Lacey. She was my heart. Miss Lacey, yeah. Miss um, Tally. Miss Tally. Miss Future. Miss mm-hmm. uh, uh, Hempill. Mm-hmm. Loved the Afro. Uh, no, that was Miss Caruth with the Afro. Mm-hmm. Loved Miss Caruth. I loved all of them. Man. We had some great teachers back at Central, man. We had some yeah, we great did. teachers back we, there. We really did. Smart know. though. Smart as whips. You 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 sure you don't want to tell us? You don't want to? I do not. Okay, I was just giving you a chance. You're more than welcome. I was just giving you a chance. Also, WNBA players are asking the owner of the of the Atlanta Dream to unown them. Uh, if you don't know who the one of the primary owners for the Atlanta Dream is, Senator Kelly Loeffler. She's a Republican from Georgia. She's a co-owner of the team. She's that senator, one of the senators that when they heard about COVID-19 on the way, before it hit, right. they went and sold stock. And then subsequently, uh, they were found that they didn't do anything wrong, which is a damn lie. Uh, she also considered when black people were marching for, with their guns, she called them mob thugs. Really? And uh, when the white folks were marching on Georgia with their guns, she had nothing to say. Uh, wow. So wow. many of the uh, many black players are saying, who plays for obviously the Atlanta Dream, saying we don't want to play for her anymore. They want her to sell her. Uh, they're calling it a Daniel Sterling moment. Uh, one of the things that the WNBA is planning to do is uh, they're going to list the names of all of the black women who were killed by police mm-hmm. on their jerseys or somewhere on the court. Uh, she don't want that to happen, okay? Uh, so uh, a, on Tuesday, Loeffler, who has owned the dream since 2011, urged Engelbert. Is she uh, outright on them or she's a part owner? Uh, she's a co-owner, okay? okay. Uh, urged Engelbert, which is, who is the commissioner, uh, in a letter to put the American flag on the jerseys uh, for the league's restart rather than the planned anti-racism messages, Black Lives Matter, and say her name in referencing to Breonna Taylor. Loeffler wrote that promoting a particular political agenda undermines the potential of the sport and sends a message of exclusion and that we need less we need less, not more politics in sports. Loeffler later tweeted out a link to a story and called the WNBA to unite around the American flag and not Black Lives Matter. In response to the story, the WNBPA, which is their union, tweeted, enough, 
quack uh exclamation point out exclamation point out you know like we we tired we, of this we out of here you you need to get the I got up you. out of here okay i got you um Renee Montgomery she says who is a player for the dream she says I'm pretty sad to see that my team ownership is not supportive of the movement and all that it stands for. I was already sitting out this season, and this is an example of why. I would love to have a conversation with you about the matter if you're done. Cheryl Swoops, who was one of the best-known basketball players, uh, she said, hmm, great question. At WNBA, must do better. Other players follow suit including Alicia Clark, Sue Bird. These are some Skylar Diggins. These are some big names in the WNBA. Natasha Cloud. Uh, Natasha, Natasha Cloud said, get her weak ass out of our league. <laughs> Skylar Diggins. That said, that, look, you don't want to piss these sisters off, okay? Uh, Skylar Diggins. Get her weak ass out of our league. Uh, agreed. Kelly Loftus got to go, period. So, um, Renee Montgomery says the Second Amendment uh, is part of the Bill of Rights. The problems some may have is who is bearing the arms. Exactly. So keep your eye on that uh, as you go forward. I'll be honest with you, I'm not a huge WNBA fan. I do follow it because I'm a sports person. Uh-huh. Uh, but I find that in, and some people are referring to this as the Donald Sterling moment. You remember Donald Sterling with the uh, with the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, many people are referring to this as that moment, and she's got to go. All right? So we'll see how it continues to play out. But uh, you're going to have a problem because these because what will end up happening is that these guys, these ladies will stop playing. They'll yeah, just go I'm through the su- motions. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be so, I'm not surprised. Okay. That. not surprised. They'll just go through the motions. So the league is going to have to do something about uh, Miss Kelly Loeffler, and she's a charlatan anyway because she's a Republican. Oh, Dave, you're so so. Right. so Th- those people look; they don't care about people. It's pretty clear. I don't. I've said that for years. It's pretty clear based on what they've done over the last few years. They don't care about people, man. The only thing they care about is their bottom line. By the way, Donald Trump, light the president of Brazil, uh, Jair Bolsonaro. Guess what happened? What? Tested positive for the coronavirus. Oh, say it ain't so. I'm saying it's so and I say Can you breathe? So. Can you breathe, President? Say it ain't so stop now. Can you breathe, President Bolsonaro? Stop, man. Stop. You know. Because he, he he refused to implement any any measures to behind the United States. You know who's the next country that's really suffering from the coronavirus? Who's that? Brazil. Because they have two idiots running those countries. Both are in denial. Mm-hmm. So this one has called it. Oh, man, if you go out and read that, uh, that piece about that, uh, that, that ventilator, you better hope you don't get on that ventilator, dog. Yeah, that sounds painful. It's, it, it's not pretty, I'm going to tell you. So uh, just be aware of that. So uh, those are a couple of things that we've got on the agenda. Here's what I want to talk about. We want to do. Immunity. We want to do the qualified immunity. I'm actually looking for a piece. You're looking for Fahim. 
Uh, for for him, it's already out here. Well, you he know, ain't called in yet. Well, he's, well, he ain't gonna call in. Uh, that's up to for him. But he ain't gonna talk all this trash. Okay. He ain't gonna call so in. y'all gonna talk trash? All right. So, I, you ain't have a choice but to show up. But but he ain't got a choice. All right. So here's all right. Cool. I will let y'all slide. Come on. No. What y'all no. got? What y'all got? No. Go on. Go. On. You, go if make you got your one point. piece, you ain't nope. you ain't even ready for nope. this conversation. Nope. Go on, go on make. I uh, look. I've already made my points. Uh, my points were on point. You the one had to go back and regroup. No, so, no, I'd have to go back and regroup. Yeah, just to is. be just to be totally honest, just to, mm-hmm. just giving it from my perspective, mm-hmm. I did take a look at qualified immunity earlier. I remember mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. I completely dismissed it, mm-hmm. and the reason I completely dismissed mm-hmm. it was that the fourth mm-hmm. district, the fourth district said, "Hey, you know what? Mm-hmm. I cannot make a I cannot make a determination to um, eliminate qu- eliminate this office or eliminate this officer's qualified immunity based on this one incident." Mm-hmm. That's when I disqualified it because I said, "Well, why would he say that?" Mm-hmm. That's when I went back and found out that these officers, that if they do something for one year, as long as they stay out of trouble, it doesn't exist. That's the problem. You talk about qualified immunity. Who gives you can go back there and look at all the again. cases. You can go back and look at all the cases of qualified there immunity. From 2016 to 20, from what was it, 2016 mm-hmm. to 2019, nope. 57% of them, were, the police officers were granted qualified immunity. They were granted that. Mm-hmm. Do you know why? Why, Robert? It was based solely on that one incident and not his overall history. Okay. Y'all missed oh, me with you that. Just, you, just no. made, you just made my point. No, no, I didn't. You, you did. You just made my point. Oh, Jesus Christ. You just made my point. No, the, I did not. Say what you just said again. You said 57%, 57% of, them. of those officers uh-huh. were granted qualified immunity uh-huh. because you said because their other parts of their record was not available for court, right? What would happen if qualified immunity wasn't there? It doesn't no, matter. no, no, listen. It doesn't matter, though. It does. No, it doesn't. Josh Hastings in Little Rock, qualified immunity? No. He was sued. He filed bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. Other police officers have been sued. That's not the case. That's not the point. That's, that's just that thing that white people get y'all to focus on so y'all don't focus on mm-hmm. real stuff. They want you to focus on qualified immunity because mm, no somebody way. somewhere it makes sense. Qualified I, I, immunity. I love the way you're trying go to back, stick to go, your guns. No, go back and look at Pierce versus Ray. Mm-hmm. Go back and look at Pearson versus Ray, 1967. Mm-hmm. Then you tell me that qualified immunity is an issue. Qualified mm-hmm. immunity is a joke. Now, when I say it's it a really joke, is, that's what I'm trying to get joke, rid of it. You, I mean, you're exactly right, Robert. It's a joke in response to the conversation we're having now. No, it now, isn't. go no. back. Now, I need you to do me a favor. Mm-hmm. Go back and read mm-hmm. even Clarence Thomas. Even Clarence Thomas said, hey, hold on now. This ain't working for me. Mm-hmm. We can't keep doing this, right? Yeah. We can't keep doing it this way. Even uh, uh, Sotomayor in 20, uh, was 2018 mm-hmm. said, hey, <laughs> we got to change the way we look at this. Mm-hmm. We got to, right? Right. Now, this is the thing, though. Every, the judge in the 4th District said he, could, he did not feel comfortable removing the qualified immunity because – Based solely off of this one incident, because guess what, Dave? There was nothing else that they could discuss. Dave, it was only that one incident. You could not discuss all the other things he had done in his past. He didn't feel you comfortable could not removing discuss- qualified immunity in that particular case. In that particular case, based okay. on that, based solely on that so, one incident. So and what, what I'm saying, saying to you? No, no, no. Wait a second. Don't tell me what I'm saying. I'm gonna tell you what I'm saying. Okay. What, what I'm saying is. Is that if these guys, if if we remove that that stigma or that uh that thing that they had that says, hey, if we don't do anything for a year, it falls off our record. 
then guess what? We can get rid of bad cops and they don't even make it to qualified immunity. They don't even make it there, Dave. They don't even make it there. You, you keep talking about this like it's the panacea. It's not. Guess what? Guess how far, guess how much stuff you got to do to make it to here. You got to screw up so bad to make it to qualified immunity for somebody to sue you. Dave, how many people die before they make it there? I'm, what I'm saying is what we can do, we can do that now. Changing the way these officers are disciplined, that we can do now. That's not something we need legislation for. That's something we can do now. Everybody can do that on their local level. This stuff they're talking about now, if you read about qualified immunity, do you understand? It takes an act from the legislature, from Congress. They are all Republican. It ain't going to happen. What I'm talking about can be done on a local level today by your mayor, by your city board, by your police department, your police chief. These things I'm talking about are local. Y'all talking about pie in the sky kind of stuff. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about what you can do now locally. I'll wait. <laughs> I hate to tell you this, but that made no damn sense whatsoever. How the hell does that make sense? Oh my God! You just don't. Okay, okay, fine. Can I? Nan, can I, y'all nan, feel? Y'all now that you're done with your little soliloquy, yeah, come on, give can me yours. May I yeah, respond, please, please, sir? Please go ahead. Please, please go ahead. Okay. Okay. So let me let me try to put it in in certain terms. <sighs> please. You're driving down Main Street. Oh, you gotta take me down the Primrose Path. Wait. Okay. Go okay. ahead. Take me down the Primrose Path. Okay. Someone builds a brick wall in the middle of Main Street, and you crash into it. Okay? Okay. If the brick wall's not there, then you don't crash into the brick wall, right? Qualified immunity is that brick wall. So whether that cop has done multiple things or whether he's done one thing, he still is subject to qualified immunity. Okay? So let's say, for instance, let's take your argument and let's just say Johnny Badass decides that he wants to be a cop. First time on the force goes out and he opens fire and murders a public citizen is he subject to qualified immunity who's that the cop the cop Okay, so what you have to understand? No, 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 no. Answer the question. You've done your little soliloquy. Yeah, but let me let me answer the question. No, let me because you can't just do it like that. Got to add context. Okay, got to add context. I did add context. You have to add context. Okay, so here we are. So we keep you keep talking about qualified immunity as though when you do it's going to be some kind of panacea. I got you, player. I'm not saying it's a panacea. So let me walk you through the process for qualified immunity. No, 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 hold on, sir. No, 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 sir. What you're reclaiming my time. Okay. Reclaiming right. my time. Reclaim your time, player. Reclaiming my time. Go ahead. All right, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. go ahead. I'm simply saying that a cop who has nothing on his record goes out and wantonly kills a citizen. He will not be prosecuted because of a of qualified immunity. He doesn't have anything on his record. He doesn't have anything in his jacket. The only thing that's going to keep him from bring, going to jail is qualified immunity. Qualified immunity does not keep him from going to jail, yes, Dave. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Only thing qualified immunity does, qualified immunity only keeps him from being sued. That's it. But nothing but, but else. you missed the if point. If you read qualified immunity, it has nothing to you, do with prison. You, you, if you, you listen, Dave, listen, Dave. I, look, no, listen. you can't do that. Because no, now, you now can't you're doing, do that. Now you're doing a Donald Trump. You can't do oh, that, see, Oh, insult me no, one more time. No, you can't do that. Because essentially what you're trying to say is, is qualified immunity means that you can go to jail. 
No, qualified immunity has nothing to do with going to jail. No, qualified immunity has to do with being be sued. Prosecuted. No, it doesn't even mean that. It means that you cannot be sued see, in civil court. See, here's what That's you're all doing. qualified immunity you're is. You're taking the initial language. But no, what, I'm taking no, no, all no, no, of no, it. No, 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 listen, listen. But qualified immunity has devolved, in my opinion, to not prosecuting, period. I know what you're saying. I know that part of the law. But according to scholars, legal scholars, who talked about this ad infinitum over the weekend, is qualified immunity now has devolved into no prosecutorial uh, penalties at all for cops, regardless of what they do. It, it's, it has went beyond just being able to civilly sue them. It is now, we're not prosecuting them at all. That's why you've got these district attorneys who are looking, who looked at the, uh, the Arbery case and said, hey, I'm not doing anything about it. That's why these guys in Louisville we're not doing anything about it because they are using their form of qualified immunity, not what it was initially intended for. What they've done is bastardized qualified immunity. That's the point. So here's what you do to solve that problem. You get rid of it, period. That way they don't have that to fall back on. <sighs> okay, so Damn let me walk you through this process. Damn, I'm uh, Fahim, the number is 855-525-5683. Let me, let me walk you through the process. So let's say today police officer pulls point. you and I over. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I want to make sure I, I make myself clear. So let's say today a police officer pulls you and I over, mm -hmm. and he violates our civil rights in some way, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. He clearly viol violates our city. Uh, mm -hmm. Let me ask you, would, would, would you? Are you now? You're gonna interrupt me? Would you? Be, I didn't interrupt you. Oh yes, you did. I did not. Yeah, you. I did not. You are a lying black scoundrel. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead and ask your question. Okay, so let's just say if he does violate our civil rights, what would you say? Shooting me in the head and I don't have a weapon is a violation of my civil rights. That would be a violation of your civil rights. Okay, why aren't these cops being prosecuted? Because there's there are several things that have to happen during this process, right? Okay, so here we go. Now, you have to remember qualified immunity only qualified immunity only gives you one thing, Dave. It only gives you one thing. And that one thing is it gives a person whose civil rights have been violated, it gives them the opportunity for them to sue a police officer directly. Now, unfortunately what has happened is the city governments have said, "You know what? If our police officers act uh, if they violate someone's civil rights, we as a city, we will take on that responsibility, that monetary responsibility." So that's what happens, right? Now, when you move down, you keep everybody keeps talking about qualified immunity as though you make it there, and you never do. This is why. So let's say that you have an investigation. I'll give you a great example. Bobby Moore is a great example of that. The police department did an investigation. The Internal Affairs Department did an investigation. They determined that Josh Hastings lied that he didn't that he was not in danger, right? Same thing with Charles Starks that he was not in danger. Same thing they did with a. Uh, uh, the two people that killed Mr. Ellison, they found out that they were not in danger. They Did they prosecute him? No, they didn't prosecute him because guess why? That had nothing to do with qualified immunity. That's because the district attorney's office said they, could ha they didn't have a case, right? So th that's what I keep telling people. 
the, you're having the wrong damn conversation. The conversation we need to have is why are these district attorneys not prosecuting? Because yeah, you want to talk about qualified immunity, but the qualified immunity is way down the road. It's way down the road. And as I said, that's just another distraction to get us to focus on the big elephant in the room. We really should be focused on the big elephant in the room this time. We should be focused on that little cat over in the corner that's licking itself. That's what we should be focused on because that's the problem. Right now, a police officer can do whatever he wants. He can violate someone's civil rights. The city will pick up the bill, meaning you and I will pick up that bill. We'll pay that bill. Municipal League pays it, but we also pay the Municipal League, right? We pick up that bill. Okay? Now, this is what has this I, is what we go ahead. Go I ahead, ask a question. So if there wasn't qualified immunity, would the city pick up that bill? Dave, it, Damn, would, it wouldn't matter, Dave. <laughs> it, it, it does but Dave, matter. What you don't understand is qualified immunity has nothing to do with what the city does. It has nothing to do let with me, that. Let me read this, and, and let's go to Fahim because I think he's called. Right. Uh, qualified immunity permits law enforcement and other government officials to violate people's constitutional rights with virtual impunity. Today we hear about police shooting after shooting where police officers are rarely, if ever, held accountable by the criminal legal system, either because prosecutors decline to charge or because grand juries decline to indict or because juries decline to convict. What does that have to do with qualified immunity? Okay. Qualified immunity takes away the other avenue that the victims of police violence should, be a, should have available. To hold police accountable. Dave, how many ca- how many cases have you heard where the where the where uh, people were not allowed to sue? Almost every case they've sued and they've won. I don't understand what you're saying, Dave. Uh, I'm just going by the law, man. I'm ju- I'm just reading this this Amari H. Ali, who is a legal scholar. I'm just I'm, don't sounds don't, great, Dave. Don't, I'm not don't knock- get mad at I'm me. Not, I'm not you need knocking to send him. Amari an email. I'm not knocking okay? him. Okay, but send him but an email. For me, it's hard to have this conversation, and the reason it's hard for me to have this conversation because I think y'all I think y'all forget one point, and the one point I'm saying is is that when we start talking about police, there's a process, right? So. Internal Affairs does an investigation. Once the investigation is done, that information is then turned over to the prosecuting attorney's office. The prosecuting attorney decides whether they're going to charge or not, or whether they can charge or not, or whether they can make it make a case or not. Right? Then once that happens, it goes either either prosecuting attorney says, "Hey, we can't we can't um, we can't make a case, so they're not we're not going to press charges." Right? Well, guess what? The family still has an opportunity to sue that officer. They did the same thing to Josh Hastings. Josh Hastings, when he was a, when he was when they had a hung jury in both these cases, they won a civil suit. He then filed bankruptcy. My point is, if you're talking about, if you if you're saying that getting rid of qualified immunity is going to change guys killing black killing black men, I say no, it's not. Because long as the city is accepting responsibility, then it's not going to change it. And you and you and y'all are saying that. Qualified immunity is the panacea. It's going to fix this. No, it's qual- slow no we're not saying that. We're saying that that is just like the vote is a tool. That is one of the tools that people can use to stop cops from doing what they do. Okay? It is not a panacea, but it should not be on the books that anyone can violate your civil rights under the color of law just because you're a police officer. That's the problem. Fahim, let me see if I can get to you. I will. Can you hear me? Fahim, uh, do me a favor. Yeah, just some call back. Uh, well, it's not Fahim. It's us. It's it's us in this light. Oh. 
Fahim, do you do you have a a Skype account? Because we want to be able to hear you. We've had some rewiring done in the station, and we're getting some overflow of electrical current, and it's affecting our phone system right now. So I can hear you, but the listeners won't be able to hear you. Uh, so uh, I tell you what, Fahim, you've got my, well, you can't call my cell. Yeah, it don't help. Do me a favor. Send me your number in. Let me see if I can find you. Because I want to hear what you have to say. Because uh, Robert is wrong, and he's get he's he gets upset when he gets wrong, <laughs> you know. And I ain't trying to be mean to him or anything, but uh, oh, he's wrong. I mean, um, oh, by the way, I, I thought about you, and I think I sent you a copy of this. Which one? Uh, I sent you how cities offload the cost of police brutality. Cities spend tens of millions of dollars on lawsuits over police violence and killings. But municipalities are effectively using res- residents to mortgage the cost. So, what yep. what a lot of people don't realize. Um, uh, let's see. Let me just get to this paragraph. The triple combination of shock and pandemic, social unrest, and political police legal fees in Minneapolis could very likely be the future many cities will face, especially those that have a history of police violence. Add in the additional shock of climate change. Okay, let's move that. In Minneapolis, instead, cities like Minneapolis make taxpayers pay for police violence on the back end. After a police officer has already injured or killed a civilian, and after he has been tried or the case has been settled, uh, this is true for most large cities, where the legal costs for defending police are usually paid out by the city's own general funds and through issuing bonds uh, either way paid with taxpayer funds cities are effectively using their residents to mortgage police violence a proposition that may grow less and less palpable as families finances are depleted uh, by uh, other circulating disasters so basically what this article is talking about is yeah they might have an insurance fund or whatever but that money has been paid by the taxpayers. So even if you kill me, my relatives are paying for your defense as a cop. And it goes, it's a great article, by the way. <coughs> Excuse me. It goes on to talk about uh, the fact that it is unclear is a problem because it allows the city to pay off, pay this thing off, and then flip it under the table. This needs to be clarified. I suspect that there are very few taxpayers who have any clue how much the city pays out on an annual annually for settling cases and how that payment is covered if you're talking about accountability. So what we really need to be paying attention to, uh, how much money is your city paying out in lawsuits? Because that's where the rubber meets the road as far as I'm concerned. So if we want to talk about getting rid of qualified immunity, I think how do we talk to our city officials and say, hey, we're not going to allow you to no, to, to longer pay out that much money? Let's see, the city was awful. All right, okay. So what I'm going to do, and Robert, you can go ahead and respond to this. I was hoping that this article had, and I, I know I've seen one somewhere, where it listed the amounts of money mm-hmm. that various cities are paying out on an annual basis. Mm-hmm. And it's ridiculous, dude. Yeah. 
It's ridiculous. And people say, oh, that's coming out of insurance. Well, you still got to pay those premiums. Yeah. And but, those, those premiums again, are high. In Little Rock, I don't know how anybody else works, but we had the Municipal League, and we pay into the Municipal League. and The Municipal, the municipal How much league. do we pay into the Municipal League a year? I don't remember now. I used to know that number, but I don't remember what okay. it is now. So the Municipal, the municipal League – it's nothing more than an insurance company. Pretty much, yeah. So whether you call it the Municipal League or Robert LLC or Allstate or whomever it is, it's still an insurance premium, okay? And the more you pay, the more you have those problems, the more you – it's kind of like having a car accident. The more accidents you have, the higher your insurance, mm-hmm. okay? So the bottom line is we can argue left and right backwards and forwards about qualified immunity which it needs to go but at the end of the day we need to taxpayers i believe if we're going to make a a public argument about this taxpayers need to know how much their city their city is paying out on officers who are violating conduct and and here's where here's where the rubber meets the road by what you're trying to say i think robin i want to put words in your mouth that if there is a, an officer who continues to violate and we're paying out so much money for that one particular officer, mm-hmm. that's where you can check it. How much money did we pay out? In, uh, well, no, because so let me let me back up. So let me, let me I want to make sure I make this point clear. So there is an internal affairs investigation. That internal affairs investigation. Um, so let's 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 say that you get your butt beat by a police officer somewhere, right? And they do an investigation and find out you were you were you know that you, your 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 civil rights were violated. They then make you an offer. So they make you an offer. It's not like you it's not like you're going to sue them. They make you an offer, and whatever that offer is, they pay, and then you're pretty much a it's pretty much a done deal. It's not like you're. Um, it's not like you're, you're, um, you know what I'm saying? It's not like, I, I lost my train of thought, Dave. Yeah, you have an old man problem. That's okay. Whatever, man. Whatever. No, but see, I understand what you're saying. So here, here's the bottom line is they make you an offer. Whether you take it to court or not, you still, it's still a settlement that people have to pay out to, Okay. So I'll tell you what, we're going to take a quick, I didn't realize, man, that first hour went fast. We're going to take a top of the hour break and try to do some uh, some troubleshooting and things of that nature. We'll be back in a moment. Rock's answer to your aggravation. The Joy Network. Hey fans, are you looking for the best chicken wings in the city? Then look no further than Great American Wings, located at 3230 Colonel Glen Road in Little Rock. Getting ready for the big game? It's Great American Wings. Getting ready for dinner for the family? It's Great American Wings. Lunch, dinner, or snacks? It's Great American Wings. No matter the size of your group or the flavor of your wings, Great American Wings got you covered. Call today at 501-406-7134 to place your order. Are you on a tight schedule and don't have time to stop by Great American Wings? Wings, don't fret. Call us up and we'll deliver your favorite flavors right to your front door. That's why we are called Great American Wings because we aim to please. Don't miss out on the best wings in the city. It's Great American Wings located at 3230 Colonel Glen Road right here in Little Rock. Open daily from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Great American Wings is guaranteed to offer you something that'll tickle your taste buds. You've tried the rest. Now try the best. It's Great American Wings. 
hand sanitizer, black nitrile gloves, KN95 masks, face shields. You've asked for them, we've got them. That's Habibi's 6642992. Or go to our website, gohhm.com or habibismedical.com. Again, if you need face masks, protective face shields, digital forehead thermometers, nitrile gloves, we've got them. It's Habibis, Habibis, Habibis. 4317 East Broadway, North Little Rock. Give us a call. And did I mention, we specialize in incontinence supplies. Diapers, pull-ups, underpad, catheters. You name it, we've got it. It's Habibis, Habibis, Habibis. We've got the green top at your very next stop. Tissue paper mask and bandanas just won't hold up against the coronavirus. For those emergency situations, be prepared. Throughout our history, there have always been efforts to stop our people from voting. That's because we've always used voting as one tool in the toolbox to make change in this country. That's just one reason why we urge you to complete the 2020 census. The census determines billions in federal funding for our roads, social assistance programs, public transit, schools, and much more. And also remember to register and vote in your local elections in the national election on November 3rd. Register, vote, stay involved. Hello, my name is David Ashley, and I am the host for Real Talk, Real Money. We do this every Saturday morning at 10 o'clock a.m. We hope that you'll join us. Yeah, I want to talk to you about your children, how they can get free money for their education. I want to talk to you about you, how you can start over in your financial health. We want to talk it out. Let's try to figure it out. Real Talk, Real Money. Real Talk, Real Money, every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Join that radio. Be there. Join us. You got it. England and East Little Rock's answer to your aggravation. The Joy Network. The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions, using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. All right, welcome back to the show. Again, we apologize for the phone not working right now. Uh, That will be addressed in the morning with our engineer, so we'll get that done, and we'll continue this conversation uh, as well. But in the break, I wanted to go out and try to – there is a database uh, that I can't find right now. What is that for? uh, To go out and find out what uh, cities are paying out as it relates to police misconduct. Yeah. And I'll tell you, and, and I'm just looking right now, uh, New York City, the mayor's office of budget, management and budget allocates funds every fiscal year, $733 million in 2020, $697 million in 2019, just for payouts. Yeah. Just for payouts. That makes sense. 
And because let me tell you something. Now, see, this this goes back to your argument about qualified immunity. Your argument about qualified immunity does not stand up based on those numbers, Dave. That's what I'm saying. The argument about qualified immunity does not stand up based on numbers like that. It doesn't, and we shouldn't even be talking about it. That's my point to you. Nothing else. Let's see here. Because we're talking about black men being killed by the police. That's all we're talking about. How do we stop that from happening, right? We don't stop it by qualified immunity. We stop it by changing the policies and procedures of local police departments. Local attorney uh, who spoke before the House Judiciary Committee about the effects of qualified immunity, which prevents fouling a lawsuit against police officers as an individual unless they were found to be violated, that to have violated a federal law. The Supreme Court is expected to decide if it will review the qualified immunity laws. According to Ben Crump, Immunity breeds impunity for police. Okay? So, there you go. I think we're saying the same thing. I wish I knew how much. Let's see. Uh, notice about uh, to, Okay, in New York City in 2019, uh, uh, police cost taxpayers $220 million compared to $237 million in the previous years and a 35% decrease from $338 million in 2017, according to the controller's annual release. Uh, of the 5,848 claims filed, 61% were accusations of police actions such as false arrest or imprisonment, uh, excessive force and assault, or failure to provide police protection. So this is a problem. It goes on, talks about L.A., things of that nature. I, I, uh, Chicago is another one that is in this article as well. I'm sure there is a database out there. I've seen that database. Um, it would behoove you as a taxpayer uh, to try to find out how much your city, your state, pays out as it relates to your tax dollars because whether they're paying it into a fund whether they've got insurance the bottom line is that they have to have money to pay those insurance premiums and they go up every year depending on how many people how many of your police officers are actually sued and <clears throat> if you all are okay with that if you're okay I, I think the sickness about it is that <clears throat> it's usually uh, if, if a police officer kills one of my relatives then I've had to pay for his misconduct as a citizen of ex of one city or another. That's the sickness behind it. Even though you killed my relative, I got to pay for you acting a damn fool out there. So, but again, if, I'm just saying. If, if we're having if the conversation, we the conversation we really want to have is so there's not there's not one police officer I can think of that that has killed an unarmed black man that does not have some history of abuse, right? And as I said before, each time it gets more egregious. If we remove some of these some of these things the National Fraternal Order of Police put into place, we can get rid of these policemen, thereby preventing them from killing unarmed black men. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. You're not going to remove anything from the FOP. One, how, how, Dave, the FOP... Is what do you say? What do you say? They're there to fight for their members. They are. But, but, so why but they, would they, they do, do that? They why do would they not, do that? The FOP does not have any, there is not an ordinance or any kind of written agreement that the city has to negotiate with the FOP. Okay, so tell me, tell me, 
Who on that city board is going to vote not to uh, negotiate with the FOP? They don't have to do it. There is no vote for it. There is no ordinance there. There is no vote. That's a, that's a unilateral decision made by the mayor alone. That is not Are you sure? that is not up for a vote. Yes. Are you sure? That is not up for a vote, Dave. Okay. Well, maybe there is we no need vote. To ask the, mayor. the only thing the only thing that the city board does every year is they agree to all of the things whoever whoever did the whoever went through the process does. It's it's probably the same way in every city. I can't I can't speak for that. I can't speak on that intelligently because I don't know how the, how that cities operate. But I know in our city, it is a courtesy that we negotiate with the FOP. It is not the same way with the IBF. It's the same way. That's the IBF is the firefighters union. It's the same thing. The same way we uh, we do it with the, uh, the the other city employees union. It's only agreement. There is nothing written. There is not. There is no ordinance or resolution that says that the city of Little Rock has to negotiate contracts with the police department, the fire department, or any other any other employee of the city. There is no contract saying that. So if we decide today to not ever uh, negotiate with them again that is that not only that we keep talking about how do we how do we prevent this from happening how do we keep these officers from killing black men the way we do it is we have to go through their policies and procedures and change the way they discipline make it mandatory that if you get so many complaints of um, so many complaints of uh, violating people's civil rights or being overly aggressive you are automatically terminated because you what, what we're facing now is these cops are going in and they're being overly aggressive and that over aggression leads to murder we can't continue to have that so there has to be some kind of parameters put in place that says hey now unfortunately the little rock police department does not have uh, a matrix by which they discipline right so there's no matrix in place but what we have to do is we have to challenge them to put something in place that says hey once a guy has so many of these disciplinary actions, he must go. Because it's dangerous for citizens to keep them working. That's all it is. Your turn, Dave. Oh, I was just, I was looking to see if I could find something on how much money Little Rock and Arkansas proper, it would probably be per city. Uh, but I was looking to see if I could find something where, Ar well, how much Little Rock has paid out over the years as it relates to police misconduct. I used to know I used to know that number too, but I've since lost I'm it. I'm surprised there's not a data. I'm sure there's a database out here somewhere. I just don't can't find it right now because I'm I'm probably rushing. Uh but I I, I think both of us are saying the same thing. No, there we're are, not saying the same there, thing. There at are all. multiple ways that you can you can kill a kill a cat. Well and Technically, that's not Dave because what, yeah, what you and Fahim are talking about is something totally different. No, no, different no. Than what not, I'm talking it ain't about. what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what attorneys are talking about. Dave, again, okay. again. You, your argument has, in, the, of all the, the arguments that I've heard about qualified immunity, your argument has never been brought up uh, as it relates to these legal scholars about not negotiating with the FOP or, uh, or, or going in and changing their rules of engagement. That's part of the overall. But their number one That's linchpin, let me finish, their number one linchpin is you must get rid of qualified immunity because what it was intended for is not what it's being used for today. Have you ever, have, have, okay, Dave, wait a second. Because, okay, qualified immunity is one of these buzzwords, right? 
it's a buzzword. And the great thing about the buzzword is, is that it fits in every situation. It's not right? a buzzword. It's, it's, it's a buzzword. Codi- it's codified. It's codified in the law. It's not a buzzword. You know when this was created? Do you have any idea? Yeah, I know when it was created. Dad. When? What year? Uh, what was it? Nineteen sixty? What? Seven? Oh no! What before that? Eighteen seventy-one. Okay. Okay. So it's not a buzzword. It's codified in the law. A buzzword is something that's not in the law. Okay. It was part of. It's the, a buzzword. Dad. It was part of the Civil Rights Act of eighteen seventy-one, also known as the KKK Act. Congress gave Americans the right to sue public officials who violate their legal rights in section 1983 of the U.S. Code, the modern analog of the 1871 Civil Rights Act. Congress said if a public official violates your rights, whether via police brutality, an illegal search, or an unlawful arrest, you can file a lawsuit to hold that public official financially accountable for his conduct. That language Congress used was unequivocal. Every state official who causes a deprivation of any rights guaranteed by the Constitution and the laws shall be liable to the party injured. This is this is codified in law. Okay, so it what's your point? It ain't no it it, it ain't no buzzword. It is. This a buzzword. is what they've been using now. They they're turning around where you can't even use it anymore against those officials. That's the problem. Get rid of it. Period. Then make your argument. Get it off the books. You know, it's kind of like the laws that they had where black men and black women couldn't. Ma- I mean, black men could marry white women. Get it off the books. That's the bottom line on it. Then go from there. The okay. problem you're going to always run into, as long as it is a legal argument, and if it's codified in law, it is a legal argument, then it will continue to come up. That's how this works. Okay? Every, every police officer uses qualified immunity. Yes, they every do. Every last one of them. Yes, they do. And so, usually it doesn't work. But this is the thing. This is the thing, though. Let's, let's not get – let's see. Okay. So let, let's go through the process again. Okay? Let's go through this process again. Uh, on July 1st, uh, a police officer shoots an unarmed black man. Okay? No qualified immunity there. There's no qualified immunity. There's an investigation done. There's two, there's two, internal, there's two investigations going at the same time. There's one to investigate the shooting that's done by the police department. There's another one done by – the uh, IAB that is also investigating the shooting itself and what the officer did and if he did uh, and if he was correct in his job okay those two investigations are going simultaneously and they are not sharing information at the very end the homicide department the homicide division makes a recommendation on what they think happened just like IAB IAB says hey he followed policy he did everything by the book it was a good shoot right now, let's say they come back and IAB says it was not a good shoot. He did not follow policy, right? Then the homicide detectives come back and says, hey, there, there's nothing there. We can find blah, 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 right? And the statement matches the statement matches the evidence. Then everybody's good. However, let's say it comes back and they say, hey, nothing matched. This didn't match. This was a bad shoot, right? So you got both the homicide, the homicide division and IAB saying it's a bad shoot. Now, 
we go to the prosecuting attorney's office. The prosecuting attorney, they take a look at the case and they determine it is a bad shoot. However, we can't prosecute. Well, why can't you prosecute? We don't think we can get a conviction. Right? Now, what usually happens, what usually happens is that at that point, whoever, 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 uh, parents or, or, or sons or family members they file a lawsuit automatically that lawsuit is then at some point paid by the city now what I fail to see in this whole process is where is qualified immunity because the officers who shot and killed are, are usually named in those lawsuits they're usually named but however, if they're not convicted or found guilty, if they're not convicted or tried, then unfortunately, they won't actually be um, they won't actually be named in the lawsuit. They'll be named in the lawsuit, but the city will cover the cost. It's the same way all over the country. Police do not um, police officers hardly ever get sued independently. Now you're saying that qualified immunity would somehow change that. But then I'm still trying to figure out if you can sue the police now, what is getting rid of qualified immunity does if you can sue the police now? That's the only question I'm asking you. Why, could, why qualified hold on, immunity? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Dave. I'm hold on one second. Question. But hold on, no. I want I'm, you to ask the question I'm, the right way. Hold I'm on. Hold on one second, a, From a legal Okay, hold scholar. on one second, Dave. Okay. If I can sue the police right now, mm-hmm. if they shoot and kill my unarmed son, where does qualified immunity come into that? Why qualified immunity is a problem. Okay. Okay. First and foremost, qualified immunity means that victims of brutality or harassment by law, by law enforcement generally get no relief in court and have no ability to hold offending officers accountable for their actions. Not the cities, offending officers. Okay? That means officers who commit brutality and harassment and the and the governments that employ them have little incentive to improve their practices and follow the law. This undermines safety and justice for everyone, and particularly people of color. I'm glad they threw that in there because you've been bringing that up. Or vulnerable people who are most likely to be the target of police misconduct. Number two, qualified immunity doesn't just reduce a person's chance for victory in civil rights lawsuits. It means Many claims will never be brought to court in the first place. As part of a civil rights law passed in 1976, Congress tried to create an incentive for lawyers to represent victims in civil rights actions and ensure the constitutional rights are safeguarded. To do so, Congress guaranteed that lawyers who represent victims in successful civil rights actions would be able to recover the cost of their time. A huge number of lawyers who bring civil rights actions rely on the law or on the possibility of contingency fees in the event uh, they succeed. Number three, qualified immunity freezes constitutional law. As mentioned previously, in order to overcome the defense of qualified immunity, a victim must show that law enforcement violated clearly established law by pointing to a case arising in the same context and involving the same conduct. 
This has given courts a shortcut to resolving cases. Instead of reviewing, analyzing, and applying constitutional doctrine to determine whether a person's rights were violated, a court can instead simply say that there has been no sufficiently similar case in the past. The result is that fewer courts ever resolve constitutional issues and the constitutional rights are hardly ever clearly established. Thank you, Attorney Amir Ali. Boom, shaka, locka, boom. What are we talking about? Are we talking about how do we stop killing unarmed black men? We're, we're, hold on, Dave. Hold on one second now because let's not, let's not deviate. Are we talking about killing unarmed black men? Are we talking about people who are going, who are trying to get money for false arrest, who are trying to get money for um, um, a false arrest, and I can't think of the other three, but we're talking about uh, how, how do we stop unarmed black men from being killed by police. The, the key That's to the conversation it, we're having. The, no, it's not. It is. That is not the key. Was there civil rights violated? That's what this qualifies. If I'm dead, hell yeah, my civil rights was violated, Dave. But but my, see, that has to be determined. But Dave, it's already been determined. No, hold it has Hold on, Dave. Yes, it has. Okay, so if you go back and you read, if you read all this stuff they got about uh, qualified immunity, they tell you that there always has to be a case for a judge to reference right to remove the qualified immunity there's always been there's already been a case there's already been a case uh, reference for an officer shooting an unarmed person that's already been there there's already been a case for for a person having their civil rights violated already there now what they do is there are always these nuances where things come in and they're a little different and a little sketchy there's a little gray yeah that's what they're talking about but when you start when you start reading all these things it's kind of crazy how what they say is there's not a court case already there that says hey you know what um you can't you can't do anything with uh with i don't know so, like like the lady with the tear gas a lady a good point for him uh alton sterling case hasn't been settled these cases don't settle overnight uh, um, mr ellison's case took almost seven years amber to settle. geiger's suit has not been settled they don't settle that quickly they took mm. almost seven years Mr. Ellison's case took almost seven years to be settled. Why do you think they don't? Bobby Moore's case took, I think he, his case just settled last year. Why do you think it took so long for them to settle? Because there are negotiations that go on. That's a process, guys. This is not so. Some, this is not something. So if qualified immunity, qualified immunity had nothing listen, to do with listen, that, Dave. If qualified immunity didn't exist then there would not be a negotiation going on. Dave, if you understand about lawsuits, there are constant negotiations. I understand I come clearly. in saying I want $200 million, and the city saying we only got 25000 Now we got to find, we got to meet in the middle somewhere. But the bottom line is qualified immunity. Qualified immunity had nothing to do. Qualified right, immunity. I, I, I'm sorry, Rob. I'm just, I'm just going to go with the attorneys. I, I mean... <sighs> I mean, you can argue till you're blue in the face. I'm gonna go with Dave, the attorneys. If you're talking you know, about, if you're talking about go, how to keep black people from being know. killed by, how to keep black folks from getting killed by the police, it ain't got a damn thing to do with qualified immunity. Not at this stage of the game. We, you way down the road on qualified immunity, I, and I, nine I'm times sorry. out of ten, hold I, on. I'm but just, just gonna go with them. just so hold okay. on, just so we can be clear here. Let me let me tell you why people go, why did people try to get the uh, qualified immunity removed? That's when they get like uh, false arrest. Uh, violation of civil rights, things like that, right? 
They're not going when somebody's been shot me, and killed by the police. You shoot me it in never the head. makes it there, Dave. Okay. It hardly That's not a ever violation of my there. civil rights. But David, hardly ever makes it there. If, if you you are, are you if, listening to me, if Dave? You kill, uh, what was the McLean kid? He was walking down the Dave, street. He did nothing. Again, they I need killed you to understand. him. I need they you to choked him to death. Dave, was that a violation I, of his I civil rights? I need you to understand again that what we're talking about here, you and I, you, me, you, and Fahim, while we are on the same page, y'all just in a different book, right? And what and what I mean by that is, I get what I get what y'all are saying. On the same page in a different book. yeah. On the same page in a different book. Y'all in the y'all in a qualified How immunity book. How about being book? on the no. same book on a different page? No, no. Y'all in a totally different book because qualified immunity. Well, we can't be on the same page if we in a different book. Yeah, we're on the same page. Let me say why. Let me tell you why we're on the same oh. page. Let me tell you why we're on the same page. No, I, want, I think it's important you understand this. Why we're on the same page? The reason we're on the same page is is that we both are talking about how to stop the police from killing black men, right? The reason we're in a different book is that y'all are looking at a y'all are looking at a universal fix, which we learn we know that universal fixes often don't work everywhere, right? Now, why is why is it important that people want to want to get rid of qualified immunity? That because in some states it is very hard to sue the police. Arkansas, Little Rock, not one of those places. So the book y'all are in, I get it. That's a cookie cutter approach to a problem that's important to us. We have not taken the time to research this for ourselves. In Little Rock, I can't speak for nowhere else. In Little Rock, if your rights are violated, there is a process you go through with the city where you can then get reciprocity if you do not if he does if he's not prosecuted beyond if he's not prosecuted beyond the full extent of the law, however that goes, right? That can happen. Where we are now is, is that we're having a very, uh, we're having a very deliberate conversation about how do we stop black men from being killed by the police. Qualified immunity plays no role in that because if you go through the process of when a black man is killed by the police, if we go through that whole process, guess what, Dave? Nowhere in there do we ever mention qualified immunity. That's all I'm saying. I just sent you something. Just you might need to read it. <sighs> Don't read it now. Just when you get a chance, just just read it. Facebook. Uh, yeah, I just sent you something. I just DM'd you, okay? Okay. Because I understand your argument, but your pursuit is not the correct line. My pursuit is the only line. Okay. So let me ask you something, Rob. Okay. All these attorneys that are being interviewed over the last few months over the last years about this issue why hadn't they said that because Dave saying. again they're they're looking at the national it's, it's like any other lawyer any other person okay great example so when you got we got people on a national level they're not looking at local governments and how local governments are operating they're not doing that see what you don't understand okay. is that qualified immunity has been bastardized okay Okay. Uh, your argument is about financial uh, reciprocity as it relates to a victim. Okay, qualified immunity has been bastardized to keep any legal uh, uh, downfall for a public official or a police officer. It's to block all of that. This is why they're saying you have to get rid of it because they've taken the law over the years and bastardized it to make sure that it fits every little nook and cranny 
it's not supposed to be that way. So the only way to keep it from affecting a police officer who killed an innocent black man or woman is to get rid of the law, period. It's kind of like the tenure years doctrine. And I was thinking about this the other day. Do you know what the tender years doctrine is? No, tell me. The tender years doctrine uh, uh, was created back in the, I want to say the mid-40s. And what it was designed to do is basically what it said was that no man can have custody of their child because the child needs to remain with the mother for the first six years of its life okay so that was ruled unconstitutional because it immediately excluded men from even pursuing custody and what you saw in in family law is that no matter how bad the mother was in a lot of cases the father went into court to seek custody if that child was under six years of age, the attorneys would always argue the tender years doctrine. So what they did, they bastardized that law. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got rid of it about 20 years ago. No more. Judges can't even refer to it. Mm-hmm. You can't even, if you had a jury trial, you can't even instruct the jury about that doctrine. It is no more. In fact, there were cases being thrown out because it was in a judge may have said something in court relating to the tender years doctrine and those cases got thrown out because they bastardized the law we do they do this all the time in america where they start off with one law and then there's another iteration another iteration and then there are different interpretations that's what has happened to qualified immunity that's what these attorneys are saying is that the law has been bastardized that now you can't you can't pursue police in any form or fashion yes. as it relates to them personal their personal responsibility you just can't you can't you can't do it criminally and you can't do it civilly and the only thing that's blocking that is qualified immunity but that's Dave, all I'm saying, brother. I'm not, Dave. We're saying the same thing. No, we're not. If you go back and read Qualified Immunity, if you go back and read it, if you go back and read it, what it's, it simply states I that, just sent you the law. It simply states, all right, all right, listen, this is the thing. As far as unarmed black man being shot, it ain't got nothing to do with Qualified Immunity. I, I ain't saying them brothers don't know what they're talking about, but but a, but a national no, fix these, to a problem. These were white attorneys. A national, you know, they fix, know what they're talking about. A na- <laughs> you know, you know they white, so you know you believe them. A national fix. It's funny how you said brothers. A national see, fix. See, see, see how you you biased. A national fix. You just assumed that they were black attorneys. I didn't did not. You? Oh, them black attorneys. I did they not. don't know nothing about the law. Who, who where no, they get their law degree from? I did uh, not. Uh, a cereal this, box. This, this 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 honestly has nothing to do with law. This is, has to do with process, right? Because this has nothing to do with law. And that's the bad part about what we're having this conversation about. This ain't got nothing to do with law. Give this me another a, example. This is about process. You and I have a mutual friend who is trying to pursue or at least sue a public official from the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission. Okay. Who caused her daughter's death. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? I don't. Okay. So she has been pursuing this 
head of the, I think he was a former head, but at the time he was working, he was the, I believe he was the head of the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission. Okay. He caused her daughter's death. She okay. has not been able to get him in court. You know why? No. They're hiding behind qualified immunity. He's a state official. Okay. You don't have that qualified immunity. He's got to answer the bell. Okay. See, it just, it just doesn't apply to police. Was, was, it applies hold on, hold on to— Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Now, was she killed with a gun by she, a law enforcement officer? She was killed by the— was see, she, No, 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 no. No, no stop, Dave. Stop for a minute. You're missing on. the point no, about no, qualified no, I immunity. I think you are. I think you are. Because it again, just doesn't on, apply to a police. Hold on one second now. It just, just doesn't apply I to police. Us, I want us to stay. I want us to stay on topic because I don't. Want it to just get doesn't out. apply to police though. If we're talking about how to stop police officers from killing unarmed black men, that's the conversation. That's Stopping the conversation. Police officers, but from qualified immunity is men. what's on the table. No, it's not. It doesn't apply. It just see that law just doesn't apply to police. Okay. It applies to public we, officials. How much time we got? Okay, I need to make a phone call. I need to see if we get somebody on the, on the radio. Sure. Because this, this makes no sense. Sure. I need to see if we get somebody on. All right. I and can't the, take this anymore. You know, so. I can't take it. But anyway, just just read the law. Just read the law. Okay. It doesn't apply to just police. It applies to public officials as well. Did you not just hear me read that to you? It ain't just police. Listen. It ain't just police. This applies to public officials as well. Okay, Dave. Okay. We, we are talking about one thing, one very specific thing, and that one very specific thing is unarmed uh, unarmed black men and women being killed by the police. Let me read That's this. That's what we're talking Let about. Let me read this line to you. <sighs> Under the doctrine of qualified immunity, public officials, doesn't say anything about police, public officials are held to a much lower standard. I know what you're saying about police, but what I'm trying to get you to understand here is that it's just not about police. Yes, it is. It, it, in, in your argument, no, it is. No, 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 I no, 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 stop. Let me read stop. this again. The whole under, reason we're talking about the doctrine, the, under the doctrine of qualified immunity, public officials, it don't say police, it don't say sheriffs, it don't say state troopers. It says public officials. Okay? Now, it is, it, it is the police where this comes up against more often than not because they are out in the community. But according to this document, it's public officials as well. That's why I brought up the piece of the, the point about no the... Dave. No, Dave. Okay. We're talking about I'm tired of talking police... About Shooting unarmed black mm. men. We're not talking about game and fish wardens okay. doing whatever. We're talking about. We're talking about how do we stop the police from me, killing unarmed let, black men? Let me, let me let me read another one to you. Qualified immunity permits law enforcement. There's your police. There's your police, and and other government officials. This law just ain't about police. It just so happens that police are the ones who are brought to bear under this law more than anybody else. But what people don't realize, this covers any government official. It could be your justice of the peace. It could be, it could be your notary public. It could be your state representative. 
Now, are state representatives running around shooting unarmed black men? Of course not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it still applies to them as well. That's why I brought up the point about the Game and Fish Commissioner. It's the fact that this law is a stink, funky law. And any official, if you work for a city or a state entity, you can defend yourself under this law. This is why attorneys saying it has to go. Period. That's all I'm saying, brother. That's I, all I'm saying. Brother, I'm with you. I, it has I to go. what you're trying to say. But if we're talking about how do we stop the police from killing unarmed black folk, qualified immunity is not the direction in which we should go. That is not the direction. So we shouldn't do anything about qualified are, immunity. Qualified immunity is so far down trough, it does not change them killing black folks. Uh, look, Because hold on, Dave. Hold on, Dave. I'm going to walk you through the process again. I don't want to walk through the process because again. It doesn't, My head is hurting. Because, Dave, either way, it doesn't matter. We never get to qualified immunity. The only way you get to qualified immunity is if, you, if the police violate your civil rights, they don't kill you. Mm. They just violate your civil rights. You do the internal investigation. Usually, Dave, only way you end up filing in court is if the city decides they don't want to pay you. Nine times out of ten, the city pays. So, Dave, the qualified immunity argument for Little Rock is BS. That's what I'm saying, Dave. For Little Rock, now, for somewhere else, it may be good. It ain't even good in New York because New York is paying out, Dave. Uh, you, you just said how much money New York is paying out. A lot of people are paying out. A lot of cities are paying but, out. But, but hold on, Dave. Hold on one second, Dave. Hold on one second, Dave. Why are those cities paying out? Hold on, Dave. If qualified immunity is so damn good mm. and we should just bust it up, why are these folks paying out, Dave? Well, that would make no sense, well, would it, Dave? About this. But that would make no sense, well, would it? Oh, it would. Because Tell then, me how. Tell well, me how it makes sense. How. Because if qualified immunity works you, you, the way you, y'all you, say it works, you, you, you no, want, let you me want make me answer the question. No, let me make the point. You, you want me to answer the question? Qualified immunity yeah, works. You're not, no, you're not, you're not asking me about two million questions. And I ain't got one answer yet. If qualified immunity works the way you say it works, right? If it works the way you say it works, then guess what? Cities would not be paying out that kind of money because they would just stand behind qualified immunity. That's it. That's it. So let me just say this. If there is no qualified immunity, cities would stop paying out. You know why? No, they wouldn't. Oh, I think it would, they would limit their payouts. You know why? Why would they limit their payouts? They have no reason to, Dave. You know why? Tell me why you think they would. Because now that officer is under the gun. Are you going to bond him? Are the city gonna bond them? Are they gonna make them get I, bonding? I don't. I don't know what they even. Would do. Even if you but sue the, a police officer, that's no different than seeing me and you, Dave. Mm-hmm. If somebody sues one of us for two million dollars, mm-hmm. you know what we're gonna do, Dave? Mm-hmm. We're going right down there and file bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. You know why? It depends on some. Some. Some things are not a lot. You can't file bankruptcy. You can file bankruptcy if you're sued. Okay. Not for in a civil all suit. cases. You can file a lawsuit for but, a civil but suit. But the point I'm making is that if you remove you remove qualified immunity, then guess what? Those officers now realize that the city ain't gonna kick out that money. If they, if you remove qualified immunity, mm. it changes nothing as far as what cities do, okay. as far as what municipalities do, because they budget so much money to pay out for this insurance that covers police officers in the event that they get into something like this. So if you look, Mr. Ellison, again, his payout was I think a million bucks, and Fahim says, Robert, you are incorrect. Okay, y'all. I, I, we we will we will continue to agree to disagree, but if we are talking about how do we stop black, unarmed black men from being killed by the police, it has nothing to do with qualified immunity. 
Uh, here's Absolutely how, nothing. Here, here's how you stop unarmed black men from being killed by police. Okay. Is you do Christopher Dorner. <laughs> you got issues. <laughs> Couple of those, it's all, it's all, all over, over but the shout. I'm just saying, you know. But, I mean, look, we, I, I, I tell you what, I, I reached out to an attorney to see if he could come on today. He was not available, but we're going to get one on to talk a little bit about uh, this qualified immunity thing. But, I'm, look, the, the document that I sent you that I post often on my wall is the most comprehensive document I've read that explains it better than anything. So it's a problem. If it wasn't a problem, then all of the legal scholars across America wouldn't be arguing that it wasn't a problem. It's a problem, okay? Regardless of how we want to couch this thing, qualified immunity is something that needs to go. And then all the other arguments can ensue at that point. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, we got about 15 more minutes to go in the show. I do want to talk about this. Robert, you have kids in school. One. You have one, right? Well, I got two. Uh, what college and college and, high school. and high school, right? What college is your son? ULR. ULR. Is he staying on campus? Not now. He's not. Why is he? Why is he not staying on campus? School's out. But while school's in, he's staying on campus. Yeah. What do you think I thought I was talking about? I didn't know, man. I didn't know. I, I said school was out. I mean, I, I mean, of course I okay. thought you. Uh, when I'm saying when he's staying on campus, I'm assuming school is in session. In session, right? Okay. And then of course your other son uh, goes to high school, right? Right. So. You know, last week, your buddy, Michael Poor, issued an ultimatum that this past Monday, all Little Rock Public School officials had to be in place at their work sites. Did you know that? No. Yeah, he did. Well, my son goes to charter schools, so I'm okay. not worried about that. Uh, that includes charter schools. I'm not worried. Charter schools are public schools. I'm not worried about the lunacy of the Little Rock School okay. District. So he goes to a charter school in Little Rock, right? Yep. That's part of the Little Rock School District. I hate to tell you that. Okay. Yeah, but no, Dave. Okay. So here's here's my question. Don't be trying to trying to throw me off my question. Okay, go ahead. Your okay. Question. Here's my question. Considering that COVID nineteen is blowing up exponentially now, last night a new estimate came out that said by November first there will be close to two hundred and one thousand people who have died from this disease. 201,000. 201,000. What are we at now, 130-something? We're at 135,000, I believe, in last case. Okay. So what that says is that this disease ain't going nowhere. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's because you you refuse to wear a mask. You like to throw COVID-19 parties and get your friends infected and all of that other stuff. My, My question to you as a parent, because I'm not a, I'm a parent, but my kids are out of school. Thank God. Do you feel safe to send your kid, whether it's a public or a charter school? Do you feel safe based on what's going on to send your child back? My to kid school? ain't going to damn school. You lost your mind. Will you answer the question, no, sir? No, my kid is not going to school. Why? Plain and simple. Why? Because he ain't going. Why? Till we get it all clear, he ain't going to no building. So what are you what are you gonna do in the meantime? I'm sure they're gonna provide some alternatives. So far they haven't. They're going so to So far they haven't. And the He the, he goes to a charter school, so I don't have to worry about that. Oh 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 was that Mr. Bourgeoisie Bob showing up? No, <laughs> no. 
Just saying. Oh, 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 he goes to a charter school. Uh, though our our schools are better than those public schools. Well, I, I don't have to worry just, about <laughs> that. Because I just think he's going to no, be okay. No. I just think that oh. teachers don't feel safe, and if teachers don't feel safe, then they should say, "Hey, we're not we're not allowing students to come back in these buildings." Teachers can't say that. Yes, they can. They why can't they? They have no union now. Their their job is they do have a union. Their job is they, to protect their they, students they, at all costs. Little Rock teachers and are not under a contract. If they're not going to protect their students, then what what use what use are they? Little Rock teachers are not under a contract, so they can't say we're not coming. They still have a union. They Only, they have a union. No, okay, but on, they're not on, under a contract. The city the 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 state is not recognizing the local union. No, they are not recognizing them, but they are still a union. I agree with that, they but just, they don't they, have they a were contract. Just yeah, but it doesn't matter. Okay, so that means you don't have a contract. I can treat you any way I want to treat you. Well, you can try. It doesn't mean that you can't. Wait a minute. They just fired 146 teachers two weeks well, ago. But you got to remember it. Oh, I'm sorry. They laid them off. They they discontinued their contracts. It's totally different than the firing, I think. They didn't have a contract, so they couldn't have discontinued it. Yeah, they had a they had a contract from last year. They get contracts my, every year. My my point and is every this. year they renew their contracts, right? You're not. Don't they renew their contracts every year? You should know this better than me. They 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 have not, but but my teacher works in North Little Rock. She's not having that issue. Oh, she's in North Little Rock. Yes, bougie. She, she was she was in Little Rock. She's bougie, but she went to North Little Rock, which she's was bougie. Yeah. So, but my point being is, you just quickly said that your kid ain't going to school. Yeah, my kid's not going to school. Okay. My kid's not going to be Now, the thing. governor of Florida says that he wants school started because it affects the economy. You get that, right? You got to ask yourself how. Well, That's I, the question you got to ask well, yourself. That's it, the question I'm, nobody asks. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying. Because, again, black folks, y'all be getting want to get stuck on qualified immunity. Y'all ain't asking yourself the questions. Well, why, well, why say we, we ain't going back there anymore. Why is we, we, don't, don't why take is us we back down this road? Why I'm just simply asking the question. No, my are, kid would not be going to school. Are you safe? Do you feel safe if you have kids or grandchildren that are going that are going to be going back to school? Here's why he said it affects the economy. If schools are not in, parents don't have a place to reposit their children during work hours. So those parents cannot go back to work. You think it's about parents day? You it ain't about parents, it's about money. Okay. That's okay. what I'm saying. So if parents don't go back to work, then there are no taxes being collected, yada, yada, yada. It affects the city, the county, the state roles. What I it wonder does. is how much money has the Little Rock School District saved because they haven't, paid, they haven't had to use any money for maintenance. They haven't used any money for maintenance of buildings. I mean, they've, saved, they've had a lot of savings, right? If you look at the contracts awarded, this is not an argument to hate on the Little Rock School no? District. If you, you always do that, this. And then you, you always do this. Trace Ann, Trace Ann. Trace Ann, Trace Ann. I'm just telling you. This is not a conversation to hate on the Little Rock School District. I'm just telling you. We, what, I'm we just are telling talking you, about kids. I'm, if you are a parent or a grandparent, are you comfortable sending your kid back to school when there is no legitimate means to protect your child from getting infected with COVID-19. 
my kid would not be in school, Dave. I already said that. But again, all I'm thinking, I'm telling I'm, you, I'm talking to the other people who all listen thing, to me. Only thing I'm telling you is what Jesus loved, the truth. If you look at the, who? if you look at, I'm telling you what Jesus loved, who? the truth. Jesus, who? Jesus, listen, Dave. If you if you look at, if you look at the contracts awarded, and you look at the members of the Chamber of Commerce, those two match up perfectly. So yeah, kids make money. Without a doubt, I know they make. That's money. thirty million dollars a year. Talking about that, nobody that's going that's going to nobody. Somebody exactly. needs that thirty million. Exactly. So my point being is that they are about to use your kids as guinea pigs. This is serious business because number one, if you're listening to a politician about this disease, then you're a damn fool, and you can take that personally because there, unless you are a doctor that practices virology or epidemiology, you don't have an argument in this case. I don't care if you, I don't care how many, you could have been elected since Reconstruction. Your ass don't have an argument as it relates to this virus because it was you Republican governors who decided that you were gonna follow the fool in, in, the, in the White House and look what's happening in your states right now. COVID-19 is, is wreaking havoc across the South. Many of those places are Republican governors. So again, if you are a parent, if you are a parent, are you safe? And by the way, Trace Ann is watching now. If you are a parent, do you feel that the, the, the city school districts have put in place a policy, whether they're you in Lone Oak, whether you in Little Rock, whether you in Wrightsville, that they put in a policy that's going to protect your child from getting COVID-19. Now, you might make the argument, well, my child is young, they ain't going to get it. That's the same thing they're saying. But look at the numbers of how these younger kids have been affected by COVID-19. All right? And more importantly, let's say your child can't get it, but your child can be asymptomatic, which means that he or she can infect the teacher the principal, the janitor, and God forget, forbid, mama and daddy and grandma and auntie, all of them. I'm going to ask you a question again because, see, these politicians don't give a damn about your children. They care about their, their bottom line. Are you okay with your child being offered up as sacrifice for the economic benefit of these politicians and their cronies. That's all I'm asking. Because that's what they're doing. And if you don't think that's true, then just simply look at how many of these so-called companies got pay, the, pay, the Paycheck Protection Program. If they cared about your kids, they would have made sure that small businesses got that money and not people like Jared Kushner and his company. Not people like the evangelical right and their churches. How many black churches got some of that paycheck protection money? They don't care about you because so here's why they don't. White people ain't dying the way black people, brown people, and Native Americans are dying with this disease. 
I truly believe that many people in power, these Republicans, have decided that the blacks are the ones that's dying. I don't give a damn. I'm just saying. And if you, if you disagree with me, go look at the facts. Once, b- before they realized that mainly black and poor were dying, they were in a panic. Soon as the word came out that black people and Hispanics and poor people were dying more often than not from this disease, oh, let's go back to work. It's no big deal. Nothing to see here. Move along. Move along. They don't give a damn about you or your children. Okay? So go ahead and send your children to school. I'm just saying. Man, this was a hard show with Robert today. Hope y'all enjoyed the show. We'll con- certainly continue this. Um, let's see. Public schools play an essential role in the well-being of our students uh, and our communities after the unexpected end. Let me see what else you got on him, Miss Tracy. Uh, if it'll come up. Well, it won't come up, but we'll, we'll get to that tomorrow as well. I'm just saying we got to stop believing these politicians. They don't give a damn about black people. If they did, it's kind of like make America great. When was America great for black people? So you're telling me that they give a damn about black kids all of a sudden. They haven't in the past. If they did, they would fund your schools. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Gangster as hell. I'm just saying, man. We got to get out of here. Yeah, I know, Tracy. Charter, charter schools are under the same rule. I know. Your, your buddy over there just doesn't seem to realize that. You got your quote ready. I ain't think about none of y'all. Straight up. Straight up, just so y'all know. You got your quote ready. I'm working on it. I can't find all my stuff today. What's up? That ain't what I'm trying to do, player. Any day now. Man, will you give me a minute, man? Well, we only do this show every day, Robert. We'll do whatever. We only do it every day. And when we do it every day, you know, usually at the end of the show, you know, at the beginning of the show, we have black facts. You know, and at the end of the show, we have black quotes. Or we have quotes. You, you like to give the white quotes. But that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. I ain't mad at you. you know. Yeah, you're funny. You know, so I'm just saying. Yeah, take me a minute to get to my quote. But All right. Is. You ready? Oh, come on, man. Uh, this is a unique quote today. All right. You ready? Like two minutes ago. In our so-called democracy, we are accustomed to give the majority what they want rather than educate them to understand what is best for them. That's my man, Carter G. Woodson. Oh, sure, but sweet. I was... I was expecting like a book. Uh, <laughs> uh, Voyagers discover that the world can never be larger than the person that is in the world. But it is impossible to foresee this. It is impossible to be warned. James Baldwin. I'm on a James Baldwin quick. Yeah, I right see now. that. Okay. Spend money in your own community. If you don't, no one else will. Hey, peace and love, black people. Till tomorrow. Hey, good show, Robert. You're, you're, you're really getting better at our shows. <laughs> I'm proud of you. 
We got to get out of here. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. For sure. Trace Ann's going to call us tomorrow. She said she's going to talk to us tomorrow. Oh, T-Love so, so, in the house. So T-Love we'll get, in the house. We'll get some of the love. And hopefully we'll have this phone situation fixed as well. Hey, we got to go. We'll talk to you later. Bye. All right, peace. You've been listening to Black Focus, where we discuss our issues with our solutions and our voices. Join us every weekday afternoon at 1 p.m. on joinetradio.com.